I'm Terry Mallet. And I'm Jared Treadway. And we're inviting you to co-create with us. From our home base in North Central Texas. We're hosting conversations that nourish our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual intelligence. We are about being spiritually physical. And physically spiritual. We are about inspiration. And aspiration. We are about involution. And evolution. We're about self-exploration and self-excavation. We are about each of us coming to know ourselves in our fullness and wholeness so that together we serve the expansion of human consciousness with the gifts of our specific genius. Welcome to 33 North, 96 West. Hello, everyone. And I am very excited to be back in the studio today, and it is a very special day. Today is Jared's birthday. So I would, I know when this is actually uh, published, it will be past his birthday, but everybody, um, I just wanted you to know he's had so many beautiful, wonderful trips around the sun, and I am so excited to be here with him on his birthday in the studio. Thank you. And yes, since we operate to one degree or another outside of time, uh, you're celebrating with us today, and we're celebrating with you whenever you receive this. So, Absolutely. Such a wonderful time. If you're curious, <laughs> I'm 40. 40 trips around the sun and many more to come. Yeah. But since I have figured out the secret to etern- et- eternal youth, uh, I don't feel 40 and I don't think I look 40 either. No. Eternal youth. <laughs> I'll let you know that secret when we meet uh, in person sometime. (laughs) Okay, lovely. So we are discussing today, and already have had quite a bit of discussion, but we are discussing universal laws. And I wanted to introduce this today with a reminder that every broadcast we've had, every conversation we've had, and the discussions that we've shared with you all connect to universal laws. And even if we don't identify them as a universal law in conversation, that is really the premise of our conversations and what we discuss. And so today we're going to hone in a little more on universal laws. And I also want to add at this point, just really feeling called to say to our audience, our listeners and our viewers, thank you so much. We just published our 10th broadcast. So this will be our 11th. And it's just very exciting to have moved through all of this and see where we are what the idea that Jared had sparked and what it will continue to spark. So I did want to recognize on his birthday too that that's pretty exciting. We're recording our 11th broadcast today. (laughs) Yeah. I usually don't, um, I don't know how I can say this. Maybe I'll say it in a different way. Sometimes the full magnitude of the things that I have made or accomplished I don't realize it until like in the future, looking back. 
Um, and I've kind of had that feeling about what we've done so far. Uh, I look back on it and think about each of the episodes and, you know, there's a, there's a level of meeting each other energetically, but there's an also a level of, there's a level of th this thing is something we're making together. Like we're crafting, mm. um, it's a conversation, but it becomes a video and an audio and, you know, like putting the final slides on something and delivering it. It's like making a little piece. So I enjoy every aspect of the process. And in that statement, I was also realizing it was a year ago this month that this, this idea was delivered to me and birthed in this manner. And wow, it's been a year, yeah. a year in the making of all of this. So how exciting. Indeed. So where do we start on talking about universal laws? Uh, un universal laws are concepts, principles. I don't want to say concepts. They're principles. And if you go out and do some research on the internet, et cetera, through books, you can find that different cultures may have presented them in different ways. There's a couple out there that are pretty popular but before I go into any, any more details on that or any specifics, I think it would be good to just point out that these are, it's all energy. Everything is energy. And so these are frequencies and how they vibrate in the field and then, and then panning into how does that come into our experiences as humans? How does that come into our human experience? That feels like a good place to start as far as moving into these because these are etherical, they're metaphysical, they're beyond a physical, tangible thing, so to speak, that we can place our hands on, but they are, they are the... I've also heard people call them the laws of energy. Um, a realization that has really come strongly into me is that universal laws also can be connected in our energy field to our energy centers, the chakra systems. And whether you're looking at a seven chakra system or a 12 chakra system or a 13 or, or whatever, uh, you can actually see how these universal laws apply to these different energy centers in this physical manifestation. And I think that's also important to remember so that it can become a little more tangible, a little more realized in the human. Yeah, it seems like uh, there are these underlying principles that sort of define how the cosmos works, how, how the matrix works. It's like they are, they're actually the substance of the matrix are these principles. This is how manifestation occurs. Yes. What you're speaking to, you've made a couple of references to how we can become aware. So, 
as as we've said in previous conversations, distilling something into verbal form so that we can talk about it mm-hmm. is a layer of a challenge. Mm. And I think when we speak to some of the ancient traditions and how they verbalized or expressed the principle, it's like they'd received the energetic insight, like, oh, there's this pattern. Mm-hmm. I can see the universe seems to be working in this way, but they have to find a way to verbally express it. And then, as you said, I really love the idea we may speak to how we can to put it into our body to confirm where we are in relationship with these principles. But the, there is one thing I want to say before we go any further, which is, It is your responsibility as the receiver of this information to confirm the truth of these patterns in your own experience. So what we're asking you to do is to consider the insight that we have to offer around these principles. And then bring that awareness into your daily life. Watch for things. Acknowledge It's a layer of us taking responsibility for our manifestations, our creations. We've spoken to this responsibility of being and becoming before. But I guess to put this in simpler terms, don't take our word for it. Find the truth of it for you in your experience. Thank you for that. Thank you. That's a wonderful invitation. In sitting with this topic for today, that is so vast, and as we said, we we would like to bring that more into physicality, if you will, (laughs) um, into an experience that we can gain an understanding of it. Looking at the vastness of it, there there are even those who teach and discuss that universal laws really have been broken down already. In other words, it's it's really one energy, one universal law, which is the also called the the law of oneness. And we've previous, previously spoken to oneness on this in the various broadcasts that we've done, episodes that we've done on this. And I I, want to interject here and elaborate. God is, is a way of expressing the law Mm -hmm. of oneness. Like those two words, God is, Mm -hmm. encompass everything. Everything that, ever has been, yeah. everything that is, everything that ever will be. Another way to express that is I am. Mm-hmm. So then we can add on qualifiers. God is the manifestation of all things. Or in first person perspective, as the creator, I am the manifestation of all things. 
So when we say every other expression of universal principles is really contained within Mm -hmm. the first principle, Mm -hmm. I am. And then in, in Christian teachings, in English, we know the, we have the language, I am the word, the energy of the creator in action. These foundational principles, have they, um, let's go, let's go back. I want to stay more general for a minute before you get into these specifics. Mm-hmm. Have they always been these principles? Have they always been? Yes, they are, as you said, the principles of creation. Are they in are they in coherence with or in alignment with the world's great religions? The world's great religions perhaps were developed around such principles. And over time sometimes distortion can happen. Yes. But I guess the point I'm wanting to make, to make is that the, there, there is nothing here that we're going to express that can't be realized through ancient teachings mm-hmm. and, and the world's great religions that we currently have. So I'm wanting to say, like, we're not, we're not trying to take anything away from uh, the belief systems and the structures uh, that we have, but... Some, some of what we get through organized religions and structures um, doesn't tell the whole picture. Um, and we even know like there are Gnostic Christian teachings um, that are based in evolutions of teachings from previous civilizations and cultures and um, Sufi mystics that have... Mm-hmm. So you may not get it at the more surface level uh, of religious institutions, but there are these, again, underlying principles that the inspired Christian mystics and Sufi mystics and Celtic Mm -hmm. mystics and ancient Hawaiian cultures, which you expressed that in our pre-production conversation, and I'm actually unaware of this culture, so I'm happy to learn about it from you. But um, they, I guess I'm trying to, I'm going to distill this down. They go way back in terms of humanity's awareness, they underlie a lot of what we now know our religious institutions to have become. They were known by civilizations prior. How many civilizations have come before us Mm -hmm. that have been in receipt of these insights and teachings? They are principles that underlie natural phenomenon, physics, science. Mm -hmm. We're discovering them through different modalities. I think it's beautiful. They have always been and they will always be. And so where we are now as a civilization is that some of us are beginning to feel an intuitive hit, like maybe there's something more maybe there's another way maybe we can learn how this it's almost like uh and i've expressed this in previous episodes it's almost like we come into an incarnation and it's like 
I'm a passenger in this vehicle, in this world, and I don't know how to drive it. And so when I had that hit, it's like, I want to learn more about these. I don't know. I always had this inner pull, like to learn more about or to realize what the underlying principles are. Well, I, I, I really love that because that's one of the biggest things in my journey, especially of working one-on-one or with small groups and teaching or in sessions that I do bring to the forefront with each individual is let's get to the root of it. So I like how you said that. Let's get to the root or so I would like to say as Jared, as Jared was speaking about these ancient texts and how they have really interlaced through so many different cultures religions. And he also mentioned modalities, I'm going to say, uh, spiritual teachings and modalities. They really, it's, they interweave through all of these teachings. And to me, these are a part of conscious expansion. So rather than to say, okay, here's one teaching and I will adopt this teaching as my belief, without panning out to perhaps see how it interconnects and is interwoven within other cultures or teachings or uh, text, ancient text, et cetera. Uh, I think that's what I was hearing or translating. In other words, you have our permission to synthesize. Synthesize is a powerful word that was actually coming into me this morning is that really is what these universal laws are about. How do we synthesize all these energies? And I love that, that you brought it to that, um, synthesize. So, so there was a time I would perhaps have a student or a client come in and say, okay, it, I say there was a time it was, it was pretty, pretty prominent for a while and it has evolved into not necessarily being the primary experience that I have, but there would be a time every person would come through and they would go ahead and lay out for me who they are and what their beliefs are. They'd make it very clear that I'm not here to be influenced to believe anything different. And of course, my response was, and I'm not here for that either. (laughs) Um, I'm here to hold space for you in your journey, whatever that might look like or however that may be. We're going to have conversation and we're going to expand our consciousness and we're going to We're going to entertain the idea of expanding our consciousness and have conversations, and we will follow the the flow of energy. That's what it's about for me is being in that flow of energy. So, yes, synthesizing. And I would would always just love to see and hear someone come to those epiphanies of, wow, I can have this in my field, as well as this, you know, this can be an addition, this can enhance. And I would have people often say that, oh, this can enhance what, so, so to tie that to something other than these principles to make it another very basic, tangible 3D experience is when someone comes to me for holistic healing, I will say, I'm not trying to influence you to walk away from any and all medical professionals that you work with. 
you know, that's another way to look at it. It's synthesizing. Okay, what would enhance your your health and wellness? And to me, it's the same concept. What can enhance your spiritual and mental and emotional health and wellness? As well as physical, obviously. It's all connected. So I think what I'm going to do is at least just mention what Jared was saying. Is if you if you do research out there, there are two pretty predominant principle a set of principles from cultures, ancient cultures out there that you're going to find the most if you're on the internet, for example, looking at universal laws. And one of those are the twelve laws of the universe, and that derives from ancient Hawaiian text according to my research and experience over the years. But that was, they brought in these 12 universal laws and principles and then introduced them in their teachings. And it actually connects to the Hopo Ono prayer. Hope I may not have said that correct. Every once in a while, I leave out a syllable. (laughs) Hopo Ono. It's connected to that culture. And so that's one of the predominant you're going to find. And then another one that's pretty predominant out there in your research is the seven laws of the universe, and that comes from Hermes or Hermetic teachings. Rather than going into specifics on each and every one, I think it'd be great for us to just discuss now, do we want to highlight a few? Where would we want to go with that? Because if you take the seven and you look at the 12, they're, they're all there. All the same information is there. It's just one might be uh, more encompassing of, you know, the seven is going to be a little more encompassing of some of those 12, but they're all there. So I do think it would be great to just mention some and see where we would like to go there. For example, everyone knows of law of attraction. That's pretty predominant out there. So maybe we start there. Yeah. So I have some experience um, contemplating the law of attraction and um, Terry is aware um, in the early part of my spiritual search and journey, uh, I had read the teachings of Esther Hicks and Abraham. And I actually went to an Abraham Hicks seminar in San Antonio in 2014. And I was selected to be in the hot seat to mm-hmm. ask Abraham a question. Uh, and so the specifics of that interaction, um, we may share at another time. But I know uh, a lot about this uh, expression of the universal law. And Abraham, through Esther, and then other uh, spiritual teachers uh, express in slightly different ways this universal principle, but they're all sort of saying the same thing, which is the essence of like unto itself is drawn. The essence of like unto itself is drawn. So the premise is that we are energetic beings and we have an emotional life and we have a mind and we emanate a signal and then we are in vibrational relationship with the world, our environment, the cosmos. And according to our broadcast, Experiences and people and things and energy and stuff comes back to us. So 
what comes back to you is like the essence of what you've emanated. So you can use your mind to focus on thoughts that feel good to you. And the idea is that your emotional system, your emotional body is your indicator of your alignment or lack of alignment with your broader non-physical self. And so when you get an emotional hit, then you think a response to it. You can shift your vibration and then you look into your environment to see what you get in response to that. So it's, it's like cultivating an awareness of your emotional body, your mental body, and then your relationship with everything around you. Is that all pretty fair? Yes. And so I like that you brought in just this, this, because there's a mainstream understanding of the law of attraction now, I think. I'm using the words mainstream. I mean, a lot of people have been exposed to those words. They may not necessarily have penetrated into the teachings, but they get the concept of it. But perhaps now we could translate that into um, the hermetic corpus with the seven laws. And so you could walk through, like using the idea of law of attraction as a basis, which some would say that is maybe the most effective way to express the, the whole thing in a mm-hmm. way that we can understand. But the hermetic corpus breaks it down into seven, I think seven. Yes, right? yes. And... The law of attraction, as you said, that's in the mainstream, over time you would start occasionally I would I would come across things saying, Oh, well, they're they're for example, in people's marketing, say they would marketing saying, Okay, the law of attraction alone doesn't work. Or there's way more than they're telling you. You know, you would I would see this come across for a few years. And so it's really both and law of attraction can very much, it, it does very much connect to all of the universal laws. As we said in the beginning, really, they all go to one, which we talked about the law of oneness, God, I am. In the hermetic seven laws of the universe, they call that mentalism. And that would be kind of the one. And if you're connecting it to the body, it's coming through the crown, the top of the head. So it's coming down through uh the highest, if you will, in the body, in the physical body, chakra. And it comes down to, and we have talked about that, talked about this on this, on our channel, is that I've used the words perspective, our perception, our interpretation, but our mindset. And so that's what Jared was speaking to, especially with his experience with, um, with Abraham's teachings and and through Esther Hicks is that there, and and of course, law of attraction as well. So if you take and look at your thoughts and then what we call a belief, which is a thought you keep having, (laughs) um, mentalism has to do with that. It's, it's the mind, it's the head, it's coming in, but it has to do with, it all goes back. Every one of these things we've talked about goes back to the mind. And now, is it only the mind? No. As we continue to move through these, we'll see it's going to connect to every single energy center. We're not leaving out the heart or the solar plexus, et cetera, the root. 
but, but, and, but it and starts. This is even supported if you study um, contemporary psychology mm-hmm. and neuropsychology mm-hmm. and and um, n- neuro neurology and neuroplasticity. So mm-hmm. basically, uh, in the course of having lived life, <laughs> you have been exposed to experiences through your physical senses and even subtle other layers of of energy and stuff, and you have created uh, structures in your mind and neural pathways. Mm-hmm. And even if there was something else in the field that you might want to experience or appreciate or like or have, you can't see it <laughs> because your brain has been wired to preclude the experience of that thing. Like, through this mentalism, like your, your mental structures are, it's like they're creating the, the uh, filter or the, the platform or the, everything that you experience has to be processed through them. And so that's how you can explain, like say two people are having an experience of the same event. I have a really good example, actually. I went one time to the Hyatt Regency Maui Resort on Kaanapali Beach on the North Shore of Hawaii, and it had this beautiful central atrium Mm. uh, where, like, I don't know, six or eight floors, and you would circulate, you know, open air, and you would circulate around. And in the atrium, there it's like a rainforest, and all Mm. these beautiful birds are there, and they're flying around, and I'm enjoying the birds. I'm like, oh, wonderful. I love this. It feels so great. And then uh, I was shocked when someone else started complaining about the birds. Oh, oh, I just can't <laughs> sleep and it's just awful. This is a very basic example of this. But because of your, your mind as a per- perceiving mechanism, like experiences it are available to you based upon the structures of your mind. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, um, then you, then it's logical to say, well, what is my role in, in, um, casting what's going on in my mind? Like, and we've spoken in previous episodes, like when you identify, you have a belief structure, you can say, well, is this what I want? Is it serving my growth and expansion? And if it's not, you have the, power, the authority, mm-hmm. the right, the privilege to evolve that structure. And so that's mentalism. Yes. And as a result of that, what's outpictured for you has to change. <laughs> if you change, what becomes available to you in your field has to change as a result. Absolutely, which leads in to the the next one, which is law of correspondence. And that's the third eye. It's up here in the third eye, in the brow. And so, again, you can see how it's moving down through the body, through the energy centers. And the law of correspondence also connects to law of attraction. So tying that back, it really is um, there, there are positives and negatives in the energy field. 
And I'm not referring to positive and negative in many of the ways we have translated that. I'm not talking to good and bad and right and wrong necessarily. Uh, there is the law of polarity that we can move into later. But law of correspondence is very much the same thing as saying law of attraction. It really is, okay, so so you've realized what are the thoughts and what am I attracting? You can actually kind of be the witness and observe, yes, what is happening in my life? Some Some of the... Some of the people that speak to this do public speaking or have written books that really focus on universal laws will say, you know, witness and observe your life. And you can look at your friends, you can look at your relationships, your your work, your health. You can look at anything and see, okay, where might I want to start that process, if you will, of changing my thoughts? Because if I desire to, to bring in something else. Now, one thing on this is we can think all day long we want something else, but then we're attracting the energy of wanting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, let's back up and, yeah. and, and get a little, a little bit of clarity around, I'm going to express correspondence. The meaning of this principle mm-hmm. is that what is what you perceive outside of you is in correspondence to what is within you. Yes. Yes. So, said another way, you are in vibrational relationship with everything that you perceive. Mm-hmm. And we've discussed in previous episodes, you may not exclude f- from that. So, if it is in your awareness... You are in relationship to it. I mean, this this is actually really, don't make this too complicated. If you see a tree, you are perceiving it through your eyes. Your brain is interpreting what you've seen. You are in relationship to the tree. So with regards to correspondence, Becoming aware of the relationship of what's inside you with what's being outpictured is a valuable tool. And it's not only that what you see in that's outpictured is telling you what you're claiming, because mm-hmm. that is part of it, mm-hmm. but you also are giving energy back and in relationship with what you witness. So if I see an event, I'm informing the event Mm. by focusing my energy into what I'm experiencing. So you have tremendous capacity and power, not only through the awareness of correspondence, but with how how you are investing in correspondence. I heard on a podcast yesterday in relation to the law of correspondence is that talked about the positive and the negative. We have two eyes, two ears, two nostrils. You know, it was just kind of a a way to make this a little more two sides of the brain. Visceral. Two sides of the brain. Two sides, two arms, two exactly. (laughs) It I thought that was pretty let's just make it real simple because you have the capacity to see 
if you want to make it, even though it's not specifically two sides, but if you want to look at positive or negative energy, um, you have the capacity to shift that. And I thought that was a great analogy because, and, and as Jared said, you have two sides of the brain. You do not have to predominantly exist in only one side of the brain. And if you do, you are going to have less of that balance. And I want to ground it. Uh, all that's brilliant. And I want to say the the manifestation of our physical vessel, our physical form, follows the universal principles. Mm-hmm. So, again, what you perceive to be your physical body is energy and oscillation. And it has become manifest at all the levels of creation in order to be a perceiver, receiver of energy. Mm-hmm. And so two eyes, two ears, <laughs> like all of that is what came to be in order to participate in manifest reality in this way. Absolutely. So with regards to correspondence, in a previous episode, I asked the question, can you be in vibrational relationship with war and claim peace? Can you be in vibrational relationship with people who are fighting and claim them beyond their behavior? And so I want to bring that dynamic back into it because you may say, well, that doesn't, that thing I'm experiencing doesn't correspond to anything inside me. So the law of attraction must not be working. And this goes back to what Terry said earlier in the conversation. And then you throw up your arms because, oh, that's been proven wrong. Well, you are not separate uh, from the body of humanity and our collective claims and all the, you know, the, the evolution of our species and the planet and the collective energy. You're participating in it in plurality as part of it. So, no, it's not that you specifically individually manifested a war. But if you become aware that there is a war, you are in vibrational relationship to it. How are you going to invest your energy when you realize this correspondence? I tell people that I am not unaware of world affairs but I do not participate in them in a manner that feeds them. That's the best way I can word that for myself. I love that. And I'll say, I'll say it in a slightly different way or in a way that relates more to me. I am managing my energy. And so if I'm aware of something, I'm making a, um, an investment that I believe is in service to And if I'm having a hard time doing that, I am going to bury my head in the sand. (laughs) Because if I know what my vibrational responsibility is to everything that I see, the next step is to do good work with my investment. Like, we all have had experiences of vibrating low. I've had the experience of vibrating low and feeling like I couldn't get out of it, and then seeing the correspondence of something that I did not want manifest outpictured before me. 
So in my experience, I can validate that that works. But if you, once you start to notice these patterns, then you start realizing what you can do. I mean, the goal of this episode, we're really moving, a lot of our previous episodes, I think, have been sort of indirectly geared toward dismantling of stuff that would inhibit. This is like we're, we're, we're moving into a space of like empowering anyone who may hear this. Like the, the idea of being aware of all this is that you become conscious of your creations, your manifestation. You move into being deliberate about how your energy is being invested. Absolutely. We, we do have that choice. And like you said, until it's in our awareness. But it doesn't, you have no responsibility. I think what mm-hmm. you were saying earlier, Terry, mm-hmm. is a lot, there's a cultural suggestion that we need to be responsible to watching the six o'clock news <laughs> and that if we don't um, participate in every um, uh, debate that's going on on the floor of Congress on C-SPAN and offer a strong opinion about it and whatever, like that can be really overwhelming. But if you are giving your attention to something, just be aware of the quality of your consciousness in the giving of your attention. Yes. And you will see that out pictured. Yeah. Absolutely. You can absolutely witness, uh, like like Jared said, in service, if I am witnessing individuals and I'll just say humanity, if I, if I am witnessing people within humanity offering such beautiful vibration vibrations into humanity the species onto earth and i am seeing for example i'm i'm appreciating the birds in the atrium and really being in the energy of that then then yes i'm going to experience more of that as well as those in my field so when Jared mentioned you're not responsible, you're not responsible to yourself or to humanity to follow the rules, if you will, of humanity, um, you do have choice. You do have choice. The way it is presented with universal laws is that none of us are exempt from it. It's because it's energy. It is all energy. Well, and you are you are operating in a matrix that is that is this these principles. Mm-hmm. Like this is a good point. If I say there is a matrix made by universal principles, it's basically how this universe works. Can you escape it? <laughs> Where would you go? <laughs> so are there people who who look upon the concept of universal principles with disdain and say I got to get out of this matrix people are trying to control me and da 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 of course you can claim those things how is that serving you is it now honestly i mean this is opening up another dynamic of conversation for me which is 
you can continue to claim negative experiences by focusing on what's not working for you if that's what you want. At a certain level of objectivity, I don't think either one of us is even going to judge people who are chronically negatively focused. But do you know that you're doing it and that it your what's outpictured for you is caused by you? If you know that and you continue to claim it, more power to you. I'm going to say that. Like, did that make sense to you, Terry? Like, it, like you, you know, people that are that are Debbie Downers, <laughs> and I observe they're never happy. The experiences that they have that they draw to them are always negative. A lot of times they manifest severe illness in their physical bodies as a result of this negative energy, but they always assign blame. They don't ever want to take responsibility for how they're managing their own energy. If you want to manifest negatively, no one is going to take that potential away from you. You can serve yourself as low as you want to go. So when I say, am I offering my energy and service? It's like you, you still have to, you still can discern or decide like what you're wanting to accomplish. And if you want to accomplish a really bad life, claim it. Is that what anybody really wants? <laughs> Maybe. I think, uh, you know. Like we, like you said earlier, I just think for so many, it's not in their awareness. It's not, but it's, this is not, this, these topics are not fully mainstream. They are moving more and more into mainstream, but they are not by any means fully realized in the mainstream. That's right. Yeah. Which is part of our wanting to have conversations <laughs> about them. Because it's been both both of us. This has been our reality. This has been our journey. This has been our life. And to see and witness and absolutely experience the freedom of self, of living in our essence and the evolution of that is so rewarding that of course I would want everyone to be able to make the choice to have that. You know, I would love to extend that to anyone and everyone. Another thing that I want to bring in, and it actually is going to tie to future, to, uh, I say future, but other principles that we're going to, going to discuss, such as vibration and rhythm and cause and effect, that it just keeps going, um, how they connect. But I want to go ahead and interject here is, and Jared has already said this, we're not in judgment of this, and I invite you to not be in judgment of it either. In other words, as you meet people in this energy, you don't need to say, oh, well, they are vibrating this, or they, therefore, they're bad people. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to make this real simple. They're bad people. They can't be in my field, like, you know, whatever. Um, but it go, but I want to go beyond that and say, don't also judge yourself. And that's a big part of the teachings of these, these principles, these universal principles is we're not creating dogma to say 
believe this, don't believe that, do this, don't do that. We are just, I say we, I'm definitely, and I mean beyond Jared and I, people who really understand this energy and have moved more and more into a, um, adopting that in their their daily journey. Um, really, it is just an invitation to consider it, to look at it, to bring that in to yourself and witness. And if you're in that space of judgment of, I messed up, I did it wrong, I was broken, I've got to be fixed, these types of phrases you might say or might hear, then you're going to continue to attract that is where I'm going with that. I'm tying it back to the to the to that part of it is... So the whole objective, if you will, would not be to create more of the same energy with a different language or a different view that's in of that that's of that same vibration. That's what I'm trying to say. So we're we're not trying to replace a vibration that we no longer desire to attract with a with a like vibration. We would like to make a different choice of a vibration that is more pleasing to us for the experiences that we desire. Totally. (laughs) And so because I'm knowing that Terry has an appointment that she has to get away to, I'm going to suggest, I'm going to, we're going to get a soundbite of me wrapping up this portion of this episode. And we're going to say it is to be continued. (laughs) So we will continue elaborating uh, through the hermetic expression of the seven principles. But what I would like to leave us with in response to what Terry just expressed, and I'm sort of channeling Abraham when I do this, but one of the things that Abraham through Esther always says to every audience, are you knowing what you are wanting? Are you knowing? Are you knowing what you're wanting? Are you emanating that signal? So between now and the next time we publish, Mm -hmm. observe the correspondence. Give yourself the freedom to dial in to being honest with yourself about what it is that you really want. This can be on a superficial level. It may go quite deep. I want... Jared wants the manifestation of heaven or the kingdom on earth in physical reality. That's what I want. I'm focused on that. You might want a pile of money, a new house, a new car, whatever. Just think about it. Are you knowing what you are wanting and are you emanating that frequency, holding that frequency in your physical vessel? Beautiful. Okay, great beginning. Yes. We'll pick this up. It was a great beginning. And I loved how your invitation at the end, which is exactly what I was thinking, is this gives two of the principles for consideration. And it's a great place to start. Beautiful. Okay, see you all next time. Thank you.